the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. I want to welcome you to this edition of The Kingdom and Its Stories. And The Kingdom and Its Stories, his purpose is to interview uh, disciples of Jesus who are allowing him to use them as his hands and feet in the lives of other people. And with us today uh, in the studio, we have Duru Niamtu, who is our guest. And uh, Duru, we're delighted to have you with us this morning. And um, and you have <laughs> an amazing story that would take a long, much longer than our uh, half an hour of this interview. But um, we'll try to focus on just a part of that story today. But first of all, Give us the elevator version of who is Duru Niamtu. Thank you for inviting me. Duru Niamtu is, uh, as people are calling me, a crazy follower of Jesus. I am originally from Romania. Okay. I was born in Romania and uh, part of a big family, seven children. And uh, we have a great legacy. I'm Jewish also. My grandmother was the first one who became uh, a believer in uh, the Messiah, and then uh, she was persecuted by her own family, and then uh, my grandfather was uh, persecuted by the communist government, uh, also my father, and then uh, we've been expelled from Romania from being uh, followers of Jesus after my father was in prison, tortured and suffering for the and gospel. This was this was during the communist era? Yes, yes, during okay. the communism. In 1988, they took our citizenships, and with the threat, with the threat, we, even if you live thousand years, you are never welcome back to Romania. They expelled us from Romania to United States of America. And it was shortly after that that communism fell. One year, not a thousand. <laughs> For God, one thousand years is like one year. Yes, amen. amen. Yeah. And so you went back. Yes. Well, I, I live here with my wife. I have a wife and uh, three children. And uh, my parents went back to serve the Lord. Right. My, even though uh, they told him uh, never to come back. But uh, God is using me from, uh, from this country. Uh, I've been uh, as a missionary on five continents. Every year I go at least six countries. But okay. the Lord called me since uh, we've been persecuting for the gospel. The, go, the, go, uh, the Lord called me to help the persecuting church. So along with the VOM, Voice of the Martyrs, 
right. with the founder, Richard Wurbrand, who was a good friend of our family. I started to smuggle Bibles in 1995 for the first time into Vietnam, and then China, and then uh, India, and uh, Laos, and different parts of the world, chased by the police for smuggling right. Bibles because it's illegal to have a Bible in, uh, in these uh, communist countries, especially in danger in the Muslim world to be decapitated, burn alive, and blow with bombs like Indonesia. Uh, try, uh, the Muslim tried to kidnap me in uh, Nigeria from the airport on the way back to the United States. And then in Ethiopia, uh, they tried to stone me for preaching the gospel on the streets. Uh, by the way, I'm a, a vice president for a Hope for the Horn of Africa. Okay. Uh, we support 150 orphans in, uh, in uh, Ethiopia. And then uh, vice president of uh, Pinnacle House in Nigeria also. And I'm the president of Emmanuel Ministries. That's internationally uh, our ministry all over the world. You, you sound like the Apostle Paul. <laughs> Just a I mean, humble uh, follower like Paul. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, tell me, um, sounds like you grew up in a Christian family. How, how did you personally encounter Jesus? Well, especially when my father was in prison for, uh, for the gospel, that's was, that was my encounter with Jesus. When right. Jesus told me, you know, if you die, you are not saved. The fact that your parents are Christians and they're suffering for the gospel doesn't mean God has grandchildren. God uh -huh. has only children. Yes. And your parents are my children, but you are not. So mm. that's when I had the encounter with Jesus, when I understood that I need to repent of my sins. I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior to right. receive the right, as John 1, 11 and 12 says, that he came to his people, but they rejected him. But everyone who believes and receives Jesus has the right to become a child of God. Amen. So I received the right to become a child of God and uh, be part of God's family. Amen. So uh, how old were you at that point? I was uh, 17. Okay. Recording in progress. Yes, I was uh, going to church. I was reading the Bible. I was, uh, I should say, uh, a good, moral, young person, but I never had a relationship with Jesus. I never, uh, I never uh, had the assurance of being saved yeah. and uh, becoming God's property and the assurance of heaven also. So, Duro, when was it um, in that that time frame you met jesus at about 17 personally and then you're calling um to work with the persecuted church how did that happen well when we got expelled to america uh of course when i got here all the young people were coming to brag about america of course the best country in the world where your dreams can become a reality you can become rich you can become whatever you want you know, and I was uh, also in karate. I was a pretty good uh, uh, in karate. And people were telling me, you go be like Bruce Lee in Hollywood. You can become somebody. And uh, I, uh, like I said, I had this intimacy with Jesus. And I said, Jesus, why did you bring to me to America to have yeah. a better life than Romania? And Jesus said to me, my son, you decided, decided to be my follower. I didn't come from heaven to have a better life on this earth, but to give my life for you and for the sinners. 
And if you're my followers, you need to follow in my footsteps. Wow. So I said, Jesus, what do you want to do with my life? He said, well, you walk in the, in the Persian shoes uh, for the gospel. Now it's your you, turn you, to go. You walk, in the, you walk in the what shoes? Persecuted. The, okay. Persecuted right. shoes of the persecuting people. Okay. You suffer persecution in Romania for the gospel. Because, uh, yes, in Romania, I was, uh, my head was cracked because of, the, of my faith in Jesus. And uh, they almost, I mean, everybody in the family suffered for, the, for being a believer, not just right. my father. And uh, even when he was in prison, they were persecuting us. So God said, now it's your turn to go and encourage the persecuting church. Help them. So the that's persecu- the persecuted persecuted church. church yes, and that's yes, why okay. that's why uh, VOM Voice of the Martyrs were looking for uh, <laughs> for people to reach their freedom. And, and you, uh, you were one of those people. Yes, and that's when I became uh, I I should call it <laughs> a professional smuggler, smuggling okay. Bibles into Vietnam and then China and uh, different parts of Laos and different parts of the world. And uh, every place uh, has uh, their own stories because it's only the uh, protection and provisions well, of God. Doer, let's focus on Vietnam. Yes. Uh, tell, us, tell us, you know, how God led you to smuggle Bibles into Vietnam and what are some of the stories of, of that smuggling and the experiences that God gave you and what results did you see? Yes, uh, first time... Uh, I want to mention my sister is a missionary in Taiwan to the Chinese world. Richard Wurban told her to go there, and she's married. Uh, she married an American guy, and together they were serving. They serving the Lord there. So I stopped in Taiwan to pick up my brother-in-law to go to Vietnam. Okay. But uh, our flights were different, so he's supposed to come after me with a different flight with another American guy, and I supposed to go first. So I got my. Uh, Suitcase full of Bibles. I arrived in uh, Vietnam, and uh, uh, they told me wait in the airport until we arrive with the with the next flight. Okay. But uh, while I was waiting, the Holy Spirit said to me, "Go now." Hmm. And I said, "Well, I, I cannot go now. What happened if they will catch me? My brother-in-law. <laughs> nobody will know where I disappear." And the yeah. Holy Spirit was impressing me. You go now because hmm. you will be too many. If the other two will come. Yes. So finally, struggling with the Holy Spirit, I said, okay. So I took my suitcase. I put it on the the line to go to the x-rays. And in the moment when my luggage was going through, a lady rushing, uh, uh, running, she came and dropped her bags on the top of mine. And uh, I was watching the two guys, the secret police were watching the screen. Uh, with the luggages that go through the x-ray. So immediately they saw uh, the books and they stood up and came and screaming, books, books, books. And mm. uh, they asked the lady, they grabbed the luggage from the top of mine and said, who are these? And the lady said, mine. What do you have in there? Books, books. And I knew they, they, they've seen my books, my Bibles, right. but uh, they grabbed their luggages, her luggages and took her away. And uh, I was uh, grabbing my luggage and walked through the door. In front of the door, there were hundreds of people waiting with the underground church pastor waiting for me. And I turned my back, my head back, and I've seen how this 
secret police furiously. They were throwing the stuff out of the lady bags, looking for the books. And Incredible. I went into the crowd, and the secret pol- I mean, the underground church pastor took me away, and uh, and uh, we were gone. And then they told me you need to preach to the underground church. No, no, wait, wait, I want to back up to the luggage. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. It was her luggage that they thought had the books. Yes. And and you have no idea who she was. No, no, she just came right in the moment when my luggage went through. She was and an dropped angel, her luggage at the top angel of mine. From the Lord. Yeah. Yes. Uh, amazing. Yes. Amazing story. It was I'm the intervention of God. Yeah. So the believers got the Bibles. They got the Bibles, but the surprise was when uh, when they told me tomorrow you need to preach the whole day. To the Churu tribes, <laughs> leaders. Okay. I, I said my mission was to bring you Bibles. I was not, I didn't prepare anything. What do you mean preach the whole day? They said these people, the Churu tribes, they coming from the highlands, from the yes. mountains. Yes. And with the risk to lose their freedom because they are not allowed to leave their villages for being believers in Christ. Mm. So they coming to listen to you, seven hundred kilometers away. I said, you better pray because I have no clue what to tell these people. And they said, we'll pray for you. Right. So next morning, I went to the translator on the motorcycle when the translator, of course, they told me when they saw me with the short sleeves and white shirt. No, 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 no. You got to put sunglasses. You got to put a hat. You got to put a mask over right. your mouth. Right. They yeah. don't have to see your face. So while uh, I was riding on the back of the motorcycle with my translator, he said, uh, take hold of me. We've been followed by the police. So I, I, I held him, and uh, he was going left and right, crazy, speeding up. And uh, it was a raining day, mud all over us. And then we <laughs> arrived in front of a house. The underground church pastor came and grabbed the motorcycle and took it away. And then they took me to a ladder that goes up into the attic of the house yeah. and took me inside and uh, 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 just pulled the trap to close the ceiling and took the ladder away. And I thought that was a hidden place, but actually it was not because I've seen about 12 leaders waiting for me there from the Churu tribes. Right. And that was the place when it was the challenge of my life to preach eight hours straight to these people. Yeah. And I could not believe it how uh, they were so tired. They, They rode all night long. In the night, so the police will not uh, catch them. Catch yes. them, and yes. they were just writing everything I was just saying. And then, after mm-hmm. eight hours, they left. Another group came uh, and uh, said, uh, "Okay, what about for us? The Lord doesn't have anything for us." I said, <laughs> "Well, I preach eight hours, and the American guy preached one hour." I said, uh, "Well, you got to preach to them." And this is no, no, no. It looks like you know how to preach. Keep on preaching. I preach two more hours. Wow. To these people. Wow. So 10 yeah. hours in one day. Just a moment. I need to do an uh, interruption here for a station break. Yes. To let those who are listening and watching know that you're watching the Kingdom and its stories. And we have a brother, Duru. Uh, and I want to say your last name correctly. Nematu. Namtu. 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 Okay. Yes. And Duru is from Romania. He's a follower of Jesus with an incredible story. And uh, we don't have time for all of that story uh, in this half an hour broadcast. But 
we're focusing in on Vietnam. And you know, Dura, when when you when you were wondering what do, what do I have to reach for eight hours, I, I'm reminded of a uh, of a man that many of us know, Henry Nowen. And he was asked on a retreat, you know, by a group of high school kids um, to to give them a retreat. Mm-hmm. And he went to the to the guy who was in charge of the of, of the retreat center where he was staying. and said, "I'm here on a retreat. I'm not here to preach. I don't. I haven't prepared anything." And the leader of the retreat center said, "Henry, how long have you been walking with Jesus?" <laughs> <laughs> You know what to say, and these are high school kids. You, you, yes, you give them your time, and uh, and that's what happened to you. And you've been walking with Jesus. You had plenty to share with them. Yes, uh, and eight hours. Well, tell us more. Keep going. Well, the Bible tells us to be ready in season or not in season. Amen. Yes. So, uh, uh, and uh, I want to mention this. I don't believe it was me who spoke to these people. Amen. I believe it was the Holy Spirit. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, yes, uh, then uh, I want to stay with, uh, with Vietnam. Uh, last year was my fourth time in Vietnam. Okay. I was invited again to uh, start a Bible seminary, uh, Bible seminar with the underground church people. Okay. And I didn't know. The pastor told me when I arrived that there is a law in Vietnam, give it, Last year, yes. that if they invite a foreigner to preach, they need to receive an authorization from Hanoi, from the capital, right? Uh, three months prior the arrival of the foreigner, okay. because if they will not have the authorization, they will be fined, uh, uh, like uh, the it was like twenty five million dongs, which is the salary for the whole year. Yeah, that would be the punishment, the fine, yes. with no authorization. And right. then the foreigner will be deported back to his country with the restriction right. never to come to Vietnam. Wow. And the okay. church, the underground church people didn't receive the authorization. They didn't even try because they will never receive it. Yes, of course. So I went there with no authorization. I started the Bible seminar six hours every day to 26 oh. pastors. And I want to mention this. It was a challenge again. I want to mention this because a lot of people are wondering, uh, like people like uh, Richard Wurbrand's son was asking me, uh, who's your supporter? Are you a millionaire or you have (laughs) you have somebody who's a millionaire? For 34 years, I've been on five continents. One year I've been in 11 countries and I never asked for money. Why? Because I am a prince, and uh, my father is the king Amen. of kings, and the Amen. prince will never beg for money. I never raise funds. <laughs> I never ask for money, but I trust God, and I live by faith, and Amen. God provided. So now when I was going last year in October back to Vietnam, I got the challenge again. The pastor, Pastor Sam, told me, because in Africa and Asia, they call me Pastor Mike. It's very hard to pronounce Doru. So they, okay. call, they know me as Pastor Mike. And okay. they say, Pastor Mike, uh, you know, 26 pastors are coming to your Bible seminar. They are very poor. And you must provide for them for gas and uh, food. Yeah. And so which millionaire did you turn to for the gas and food? Jesus. Money? 
God himself. <laughs> and I said, uh, and then they said, uh, if you can bless them with Bibles. There is no Bible since the COVID. Mm-hmm. The printing shops closed down. And uh, the, the places where they have few Bibles left, they increase the prices. So I said, well, I'm thinking to get 200 Bibles. So Sam looked around and said, 200 Bibles are $2,500. Yeah. Pastor Mike, do you have the money? I said, I don't, but God does. Yes, amen. So I went, I said, God, you know that these people need the Bibles. I pray in the night. There is Psalm 127. In English, it says, to the beloved ones, he gave them sleep. Yes. In Romanian translation, it's a little bit uh, much deeper. It says, to the beloved ones... He gave them bread okay. as into right. sleep, as yes. they sleep. Okay. So I said, God, I'm going to sleep. So he gives them bread as they sleep. As they sleep, yes. As they sleep. So okay. it's, it's a little bit deeper. So I yes. said, God, I'm going to bed. I'm going to sleep. But I ask you to provide <laughs> for these people. Next morning, guess what happened? I, uh, I look on the phone. It was a text from the bank. The bank was informing me. That somebody, a friend of mine from California that I wasn't in touch for one year, uh-huh. deposited into my bank account $2,500. $2,500. I sent yeah. the money to Sam, and he said, Pastor Mike, only 90 Bibles are, are available. I said, uh, Sam, God provided for 200 yes. Do your homework. Call the big cities like Saigon and find the rest of the Bibles. Six right. hours later, he called me and said, okay, I got 200 Bibles. By the time Praise you come, Lord. you yes. will have the Bibles. Amen. And then another challenge came. It said, brother, uh, it was flooding in Vietnam. And I've seen with my own eyes, the water line in the house from the flooding was six feet high. In the house? In the house. And people went on the roof to save themselves. Okay. So he said, people lost everything. Do you think, I know you have your expenses and stuff. Do you think you can support few families who lost everything? They have no food, nothing. I said, Sam, how many families are you thinking about? It? He said, well, because you have expenses, what about five families? I said, Sam, I don't play with small change. My God is the God <laughs> of fullness, a God of abundance. Yeah. So he said, okay, well, how many do you do you think? I said, Multiply by 10. He said, 50 families. I said, 50 families. 25 non-believers and 25 believers. Amen. Do you have the money? I said, I don't, but my father does. Yes, amen. So I yeah. prayed to God again in the night. I went to bed next morning on my phone, uh, uh, a text from uh, uh, from the bank. Through Zell, you received $2,000 from somebody yeah. from Arizona. Yeah, the bread while you were sleeping. Exactly. So yeah. we had the money to provide, and these 25 families, non-believers, believe in Jesus, accepted Jesus because we shared the gospel. We give each of them 30 bags of rice, 30, uh, 30 kilos of rice, and the uh, oil and f- flour and all this stuff. And uh, we did uh, such of an amazing outreach that I couldn't believe it. But let me tell you something that happened there. Before I went to Vietnam, uh, one week before, I went to Rocky Point, and I got stung by a stingray in my foot, my left foot. Yes, right. For one week, it was was nothing. One week, my foot was normal. Wow. When I arrived in Vietnam, I did the Bible seminar. I started the Bible seminar first day, six hours. And in the evening, my foot was so big 
that he couldn't fit in my shoe. It was full of, uh, uh, of infection, and right. the hospital was three hours away. So I said, Sam, we got to go to the hospital. We went to the hospital three hours away, one way, three hours back. We arrived by 11 o'clock, and the doctor looked at my foot and said, wow, 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 you are in danger to lose your foot. I need to put you on three very strong antibiotics so the infection will go down. Right. After five Dora, days, we, we're, we're just a few seconds from ending our okay. time. So, okay. So close, cl- cl- finish your, your okay. story. So quickly. the story to make the story short, uh, I told the doctors because I've been there three times, and I said, Doctor, uh, you are hospital. You yourself were not. You are not in my agenda. You are not on my agenda. I got the full agenda. I'm so busy, but God squeezed you in. And brought that infection to my foot so I can come to the hospital and tell you about Jesus. <laughs> so I told him about Jesus, the nurses, everybody, patients, everybody. Amen. Wow. Wow. You have 20 seconds to tell the people who are listening. What would you say to them to encourage them in their walk with Jesus to be able to be his hands and feet? Uh, I learned something from the Lord. Don't be cheap. If you want to see miracles in your life, give yourself to the Lord unconditionally and you will see the power of God manifested through your life. This is what I did. And I never regret the, 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 the dedication that I did 34 years ago. God wants to bless you, but not just to bless you, to make your blessing. That's what he told Abraham for being with us on the kingdom and his stories. We're so delighted to have had you with us today. God bless you. Thank you for having me. God bless you all. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.